This is the Stay at Home Mom Yarai podcast. You are about to listen to my mom. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you like it, please give it five stars. Thank you. And welcome to the Stay at Home Mom Yeah Right podcast. My name is Sarah Smith, and I'm the host. And I'm so excited to uh, have Harvey Laguerre on. Harvey is a husband to Carice Laguerre and father of four. Um, he is my first stay at home dad, so I'm super excited to be chatting with you today on the podcast. Welcome, Harvey. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm glad I could be the first. Oh, I'm so excited. How are you today? I am good. As usual, it's late. I'm tired. My kids work me. It's, yeah. you know, it's just, part of the, <laughs> it. it's part of the grind. How has this pandemic been for you and your family? Um, well, obviously the kids were out in school. You know, I get to, I was able to, you know, send them off to school and then go to the gym and kind of stay in shape and kind of get out and about. COVID comes along and all of a sudden we're in the house and we're just, we're in and I've never been this close to my kids as I've been as uh, obviously with um, this pandemic. So while it's, it's a good and a bad thing. So, you know, obviously health issues for us, but I've never been this close with my kids. So, you know, I kind of find a positive spin to it. So it's been good. Exactly. Yeah. Um, how old are your kids? So I have a, actually he just turned 17. I have a 17 year old son. Mm-hmm. I have a daughter who is turning t- tomorrow, turning 15. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah, I have an 11-year-old daughter, and then I have a six-year-old daughter. So one boy, okay. and then back-to-back-to-back girls. All right, yeah, I get it. I have 15, well, she'll be 15 in May, 15, and I have a 12-year-old who will be 13 in May, and then I have an eight-year-old um, who will be nine in July. So our kids are relatively close in age. Um, let's talk about your wife. How did you and your wife meet? How did we meet? So um, I was working for a cable company where I used to live. I'm in I'm in the, the Sunshine State now, but uh, nice, I used to live in, yeah, so nice weather. But we used to, I used to live in Jersey, and we were working there. And I was working there for us selling cable over the phone. And I came into work one day, and I saw this girl sitting at a desk. And I was a guy who had said, and anybody who knew me. No, knew I was never getting married. I'd said it. I'm not getting married. Saw <laughs> so this woman and was like, that's my wife. I love it. And yeah, talk a big game until you see this woman and you had that I had to change my mind. And within, and then you know, we were friends and such. She was actually dating somebody at that location. So I had to wait for that to end. Then we started dating. Within a year, we were dating. I knocked her up and then we had our daughter. We got married. So once I knew, we just went for it. And it's been just about 12 years. Nice. Great. Uh, what do you and your wife do to make your marriage work? To make our marriage work? Interestingly enough, we do a podcast. Um, yes, I'm going to ask yeah, you all so, about it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, obviously, if you're in a really good marriage, your spouse is your best friend. And that's who, that's my best friend is my wife. So we would have really interesting conversations and we're like, you know what? We should just let people listen. We have conversations. Let's just put a microphone in the room when we do it. And we decided we just started a podcast. We call it the love is black podcast. 
And we was just talking about ourselves. Our first season was just about our, our romance, how we met, how we got together in life, kids, all that good stuff. So that's primarily what we do to kind of keep the relationship strong. But, you know, as much as COVID allows, we still have a date night. Um, we still game nights when we can. And we spend time with our kids. We make sure that, you know, I'm home, she works, she comes home. So we do our best so that when we're all together, which isn't that much, to make that time count. And kids being happy makes a marriage good too. So that's what we try to do. Absolutely. So you have the podcast, Love is Black. Uh, where you discuss the many joys and struggles of Black love and relationships, intertwining laughs, healthy debates, and you show mutual respect for one another as you delve into the culture within love, right. uh, love within the culture. Um, what does doing the podcast do for your relationship? It gives us an opportunity to really kind of communicate. Um, so the first season was just us talking about stuff. And she, I, I, I don't know if I'm a hopeless romantic. I'm a hopeless romantic for her. I guess is the best way to say it. Yeah. So I saw her and I'm like, that's going to be my wife, even though I didn't want to ever get hitched. Pretty much this that first season was, she doesn't believe in that. She's like, how do you know you loved when you first saw me? I could have been a serial killer. What are you talking about? You had to be. And I'm like, well, then I would have loved a serial killer. What can I do? So, <laughs> so really what it is, is just us talking about issues. We're two pretty intelligent people who have divergent opinions on everything. Politics, maybe raising kids and stuff. So we have discussions. We talk about things. But because we can talk, we can stay close. We can understand what each other's going through. We can just talk about life. We can be there for each other. And especially with COVID, you never, I've never been as close with my kids and my wife as I am now because we were just stuck in the house. Yeah. So being together and talking, communicating is really what helped our marriage to be even better than it was before. So it's just, it's a process and we do something every day and we support and respect each other. How did you and your wife determine you'd be a stay-at-home dad? So this place that I was working at, that um, she actually got fired a few months after we kind of started, after we met. So she was gone. I was working there. I was working there for a long time, 11 years or so, doing okay. And they decided, listen, Harvey, we just don't think you need to come back tomorrow. So, you know, I got fired. So she was working, I was working, and while we were both working, bringing in money, somebody, excuse me, was essentially raising our kids because we weren't home. So I'm home all of a sudden. And for a while, I was kind of looking, but I, I can subconsciously, I think subconsciously, I wasn't really looking. This opportunity came about, oh, look, somebody can be home with the kids because originally it was grandma. And she was doing the best that she could, but these kids knew how to play grandma. So <laughs> now I'm home and I'm here. I'm making sure they take care of business with school and driving them to whatever they need to. And eventually I just got comfortable with it. I'm not a fan of, you know, daycare and stuff. I didn't grow up with that. My mom was home. At least my parents got divorced. But for the time I remember, she was there. I would come home from school. There she was. I liked the idea of a parent being home. So I became that parent. And then I'm still that person. And it just worked out well. She's doing well enough to support us. And she's doing even better than she was before. And I'm like, you know what? If this is cool, I'm just going to stay here. And I'll take care of these kids. You go out there, you work. 
She had business things that she wanted to do, endeavors she wanted to go into. I'm like, go ahead. I got the house. You go handle business out there. And that's how it worked out. What have you faced from the quote unquote world being a stay at home dad? Hmm. Let's see from the world. Let's see. So I'm Haitian, Caribbean. So the whole idea of the man staying at home and not working, people didn't know how to handle that. Right. It's all these little side comments. Oh, you're not working. Oh my goodness. Shouldn't shouldn't Carice be home with the kids? Oh my God. When are you going to go back to work? Wow. You're, you stay home. All these little, little jabs and stuff. People couldn't handle it. Unfortunately, it just wasn't expected. And I'm not really one to try to please other people. So I was like, yeah, I'm a parent and I'm raising my kids. Is that a problem? And they're like, oh, no, no, there was no problem. It was just surprised that you're home. Why are you surprised? Somebody's home. Should it be mom? Does it need to be Carice? It can be me. So I got that. Um, Friends, like, really? You stay home, dad? Should your wife be doing that? There's so, the the gender norms are just kind of ridiculous. This expectation that mom should be the one on that moms are a better parent. I have this whole issues in my head about how fathers are represented in society and entertainment or whatever. And it's not, it's got more apparent to me as I'm being the dad at home mm-hmm. and I'm watching commercials where there's a, there's, there's a child there and dad's nowhere to be found. And it's just always mom and stuff. And I'm like, we're so disrespected. So family couldn't take it family, but people got used to it. I'm not really about to, and I'm not trying to please get used to it or move on. So exactly. I'm raising my kids. This is a full-time job and yes. I'm proud to say I'm a good at it. So this is what I do. So who cares what you think? Exactly. Good for you. We need to normalize the stay-at-home day, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> um, what has been the most re- rewarding part of being a stay-at-home dad? Hmm. Um, rewarding. Let's see. It's honestly, it's watching these kids grow and become people. It's it's so interesting. And time flies. I was, you know, you, they were, I mean, I remember born and all of a sudden middle school or she was born and now she wants, she spends all day on TikTok. Like these things happen so fast. My son is 17. He's 17. That's ridiculous. Is he at home or is he in college? Is he in college or? Um, He, we, he was in high school, but school was really hard for him. So we, I homeschooled two of my kids actually. Okay. Oh, good for you. Yeah. So he was having a tough time in high school. We're like, this. Uh-huh. the school system was not doing a good job. He hit high school and he was just yep. bang, struggling. Yep. And, and I'm the stay-at-home dad. I'm the parent. And you know, your parent, they start school that first few days, this packet, fill this out, information, yep. we need to contact you, give us this email. They knew everything about me. Name, email, phone number, my blood type. You knew it all. And nobody <laughs> told me anything. And we're like, what is this? He shouldn't be failing a class for me to hear from me. I should know nice. if he's on a downward spiral. So finally, me and Chris like, forget it. Pulled him out of high school. We mm-hmm. found a program for him to do online and we run it from home. Fantastic. So he's home and he's doing a lot better because Good. focus is such a struggle for him. So now he's at home. Yeah. He's relaxed. He can do his stuff. I have another daughter in in kindergarten, which was kind of disappointing. She wanted, she was so ready for kindergarten, get on the school bus, 
go to school yeah. with friends and then COVID just took it from her. She was so uh, disappointed. That is so sad. No, she was so ready, but she's at home and I take care of her too. The rewarding thing is just seeing, I have such smart kids and every parent says that, but I really do have smart kids. I really do. And seeing them progress, learn, see them, you know, struggle, but then come back and succeed and see their, you know, see their confidence grow when, you know, it it falls, but you bring it back up. It's, it's rewarding to watch a human life, just improve and get better and know that you really had a hand in it. So I take pride in all four of my kids getting better every day. That's fantastic. Now you said you homeschool two of them. So the Mm -hmm. oldest and the youngest. So that's correct. The oldest and the youngest. Yes. So Um, high school and middle school. Yeah. So they're doing virtual learning, obviously, but my oldest is doing learning from home. And then I kind of supplement my youngest. She's only six. So she's good, but I obviously have to be there with her to read and go through stuff and have her write and do her math and everything, but she's doing great. So I'm in there with them, get them up, get them to school, homework, Mm -hmm. all that good stuff. So do you have to come up with her curriculum or is it the remote learning? From the, 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 so we found a school online okay. that has a curriculum. So I can kind of, and they tell you how many classes, what you're supposed to get done during a week. So I can be there, especially for my youngest, because there's a lot of reading involved. And she's six and she's getting better, but she okay. still needs help. So I yeah. supplement that. My son, he's a whole different matter. He, you know, he does his stuff, but I have to stay on him. When you're that yeah. young. Mm-hmm. And 17, you're still young. You think you're about to oh, be yeah. involved, You think you're grown. No right. idea. No <laughs> idea. So I have to stay on him. And that's, you know, so they're both doing well, as can, as can be expected. And, you know, COVID is just really, it's not typical schooling. It's so No, different. it's so yeah. hard. It's yeah. so hard on all of them. How has this time, as a Black family, how has this time of social unrest been for you all? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. Me and Carice have spoken about it. We have lived such a sheltered life with our kids that Mm -hmm. right now they don't really get it. They don't really understand. My youngest three, and that's all my girls. They kind of know what's going on, but that's because they're on social media and they hear things or they see some dance mm-hmm. that somebody did and, and it's and it savage or it's something has to do with some social kind of discussion. They don't really understand. My son somewhat understands, but I've had that talk with him, a talk that it's going, the black parent is going to have. I've told him to understand to the point where I don't even think he recognized the fact that he's black. It's so kind of, He's just a kid living life. Most of his friends are white. He doesn't feel a difference or anything. He hasn't, he hasn't experienced it yet. But it's my job. It's our job to talk to him and let him know, listen, you're out and about. You be careful. You get back home now. So I've had to have that discussion with him. And my daughters, as they get older, they're starting to ask questions. And it's easier to do it now because with this pandemic, they're not going anywhere. Right. They're here. My son, not really going anywhere, going anywhere either. So that's really going to happen. But if something does happen, especially with my girls, I can have a conversation with them and prepare them. My son, I've definitely made a point to discuss with him. And even in this last week, just so yeah. much has happened this week. I feel like I have to have another talk with him. It's, 
it's disheartening at times. It really is. Because I, I, I grew up in 1974. I mean, I was born in 1974. So I grew up mm-hmm. where it was a little bit tight and we knew what it is. They don't understand that. And so it's my, it's, it's hard because I don't know how to really have that conversation. I just know I have to have it. When you do have it, what will it look like? With my girls? And I, I don't want to have a different conversation with them, but I don't know, it might be wrong, but for me, inevitably will be, because I feel like with my son, and I know the shootings and the things happen to men and women somewhat equally, actually, but they really focus on what happens to Black men. Black women get it too, but it's maybe because it's just so prevalent in the media and such that I really like, listen, you're Black. This is what the world thinks of you or sees when you walk in. My son is a gamer. He loves his PlayStation. He is the farthest from Black that you could ever find. He's just a kid who plays. He wouldn't even understand if he got pulled up by a cop and they were scared of him because he was Black. So I have to, I have to instill some kind of fear in him, which mm-hmm. sucks. It I shouldn't have to hard. do that, but I have to prepare him. With my girls, it's the same thing. It's like, listen, there's a lot of things that can happen. And I think what's worse when I have daughters is because we've got the the racial issues, but then we have just the issues about how women are treated in the world too. So it's like, it's a huge conversation. Okay, listen, by the way, you're women, you're a woman and you got treated this way, this way, this way. Oh, and by the way, you're black. So it's even Mm -hmm. worse in everything and what kind of job you get and how men talk to you in your safety, in your in, in abortion and whatever, all this stuff. There's so much that these girls are going to have to deal with. So I do. It's a conversation that I will have and I'll tell them stuff. And then the conversation I think will lead the way. I don't like to set it. I don't like to do a script. I like to kind of right. talk with them and see right. where they stand right. and kind of find out where they are. What did they think? What questions do they have? And then I'll go from there. Where or how do you all find your peace with all that's going on? Um, our peace actually is happening right now. We are board game fanatics. Like love I'm, I love I love Trivia Pursuit. I love Connect Four. I love Monopoly. And we've, me and Chris have found a way to kind of in, get that into our kids to the point where it's a That's little, awesome. it's a little extra because <laughs> things don't work out. They want, it's a problem. So when we play, when we just play games together, it's just, the world is just away. It's just us hanging out, the Laguerre clan, and we're just playing games, making jokes and just enjoying right. each other's company. And I'm a music head. We listen mm-hmm. to music. I try to play some stuff, but I listen to the just terrible stuff that my daughters listen to. I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. If I hear another Ariana Grande song, I'm just going to go. But <laughs> doing stuff together is yeah. what I think is best. Being together. And you kind of, you can't avoid that with, you know, the pandemic that we're in, but you got to make it matter and make it important. And I, that's mm-hmm. how we find peace, being with each other. Are you guys competitive when you play all your oh. board games? Oh, you're not. <laughs> Black no, and trash. Oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> I posted on Facebook once that you could tell a lot about a child by how they treat you when they drop that draw four on you playing Uno. <laughs> like, my children are just pick it up. Like, just <laughs> <laughs> or if I land on boardwalk, my daughter is like, 2,000 
fifty dollars. Pay me like these, Play it now, like it's real. <laughs> <laughs> these kids are legit, and I have to. I could be mad about it, but in the end, that's probably how I did it. And that's where they learned it from. So, yes, we're competitive bunch. Yes, all in love. Absolutely, you got to keep it fun. Oh my god. Uh, as parents, it's hard for us to get time for ourselves, but when, and if you do, what do you like to do for self-care? For self-care, let's see. Um, yeah, that's hard. Um, I used to be able to like go, like my wife would come home from work and maybe I would go somewhere or go see or work out, go to the gym. I used to work out. Gym was pretty much my separation. And with COVID, I couldn't do that. So right. now it's, I don't know. I'm a wrestling fan. I like to watch some wrestling. Um, I read. Um, I'm not a big video gamer, but once in a while, this is a bad. I'll play Monopoly on Xbox. That's pretty much the only reason we got there because <laughs> they had a video game. So I'll play that. But it's, um, I get my separation, but I feel like I'm probably happiest with my kids. Right. So I don't get too much time away. I like, I'll get away. I'm like, oh, I need to go back and see the kids again. So it's good to get a little separation, you know, refresh yourself, get the energy back and take care of the kids. But I have my moments. Do you feel uh, like a dad guilt? I know some moms would feel like mom guilt when we're away from the kids. Uh, do you well, feel like a dad guilt at all? Um, your way, like if you go. Nah, now we know. My kids are a mess. <laughs> I've heard that mom guilt. So listen, I'm with these kids all time i can't take them to the bus i can't i'm with them all day they wake up it's breakfast it's lunch it's dinner it's a shower all the time so getting away from them i don't feel guilty at all i feel like it's to their Good for you. <laughs> give, me some, give me some space i'll come back happier no no guilt here no <laughs> that is too funny Oh my goodness. Uh, well, Harvey, thank you so much for taking your time tonight to speak with me about your journey with your children and your podcast, Love is Black. Everybody listen to it, check it out with Carice and Harvey. Thank you so much. No problem. And all the best thank to you. you and your family. Likewise. Thank <laughs> you. Right. Have a great night. Thanks. You too. You have just listened to the Stay at Home Mom Yeah Right podcast with my mom. I hope you enjoy listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you liked it, please give it five stars. Thank you.